In season one of episode one, we kick off with bubbles of trouble. When things just go awry, we consider just what happens when a celebration, like a Christmas party or any social gathering, just goes wrong. Listen to what happens when your work party devolves. Just what might be done to protect against such circumstances. Hello and welcome to the Why Work podcast series. You are listening to Trace Fetkovsky, Sarah Bazell, and Alan Girl. Beautiful day for this. Absolutely lovely. I'm excited to talk about some of your stories, Trish. Oh, stories we have. Oh, <laughs> Alan's got a few stories as well. There's one story Alan brought to my attention, certainly got my attention, and that was a very important decision. It relates to Christmas parties and what one should do as an employer and what one shouldn't do as an employer and vice versa, what one shouldn't do as an employee and so on and so forth. I like to call it bubbles of trouble. The case is a case in the South Australian Employment Court. It relates to a hair and beauty business held a Christmas event, an off-site Christmas event, where all of the staff went on the Saturday, drank lots of alcohol. They even had a stripper perform for them, stayed the night, and on the evening of the Saturday, have a spa bath together. I have to ask, Alan, who paid for the stripper? Everything was paid for by the employer, who at that point in time was a a Muslim. It's a bit hard to tell from the judgment, but it looks like the business was sold. So by the time the case was heard, uh, it was a new owner of the business. Um, But she'd put it on. She'd poured it on. It was going to be a great Christmas party. Um, Lots of things to happen and lots of things did happen. Unfortunately, too much happened. This is really important, Alan, because we're approaching the season of festivities and this whole concept of social bonding is so important in general workplace constructs for health and well-being. But at what point is it too much? I mean, we're testing those boundaries again and again. You hear this case about Miss Higgins in the media and the drinking gone too far. What are the consequences? So now we've got this bubbles of troubles case. So put aside the, the, the Higgins case, um, because that involved what's alleged to be criminal activity. For most employers, uh, you're making a choice about what sort of Christmas event you're going to have. And for many employers, what they'll want to do is they'll want to contain the Christmas event so that it's unlikely that people will be injured and the injuries normally relate to alcohol. But there is another way of looking at this, which is you've got workers' compensation insurance. And if you're going to have a um, festivities where people are going to let their hair down, um, uh, the, the insurance applies for that event. And so it means that your staff are protected during that event. This was hairdressing business. It was So just to recap, the owner of the business, so the employer, actively encouraged the consumption of alcohol, paid for, just to recap, paid for the venue, paid for the food, more importantly, paid for the alcohol, and I believe also paid for the stripper. Yes. Entertainment. So, 
Yeah. Well, it's in, indeed, right? um, yep. indeed. Uh, specifically, though, the uh, the court made a point of reference to the stripper on at yep. least two occasions in the judgment. So I guess that means that the whole package was provided. So even to the point where, um, but it, but it wasn't the issue of the stripper or even the alcohol per se. In that case, they all popped into a spa. Well, there were five. It, the the employer wasn't in the room at the time, but there were five in the room. Two were not in the spa, and three were in the spa. And by this point in time, they were drinking alcohol straight out of the bottle. As you and, do. Um, the, <laughs> For some reason, they recorded themselves during this whole event, so it was all caught uh-uh. on camera. This is a Seinfeld episode. And right. um, <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, by this point in time, they were uh, they were having a great time. That they'd, they'd taken off their tops. That so would go to state of mind, I suppose, with yeah. with the consumption of alcohol and sudsy bath and lots yeah. of trouble, lots of trouble. I think champagne. Okay, keep yeah. going. But just yeah. for the record, the stripper did leave at this point okay. in time. There is no, no reference. Stripper, no stripper in the room, which raises a whole lot of other issues. But anyway, no stripper in the room, and the the, the spa bath wasn't really designed for three people, so it would have been very cramped in the spa bath. And what happened was the claimant was climbing out of the spa bath. There was nothing unusual about the way she was climbing out, but in the process of climbing out, she slipped and her hurt herself, hurt her hip, and that's how the claim came about. The thing that's interesting about this case is the employer wanted the staff to have a really positive dynamic going on between them so that when they were serving customers in the shop, they would all be happy and good fun and project that closeness amongst the the staff. And and Um, this is important because, you know, if I talk about general work design, I see businesses all the time designing for the end user as a customer, the customer experience, and I'm always asking them to look internally and say, what about your internal customers, your employees who represent your business, who will have that point of contact? So here we have an extra special effort for jovial, entertaining kinds of social bonding, but we get a little bit of sudsy kinds of experiences. Yes. Someone slips and falls. Yep. A Christmas social function with liquid soap. And other kinds of liquid. Uh, yes, and the the the, um, the expression "let your hair down" was one used by the owner of the business. Done so and done. yeah, right. so um, yeah, it was all designed for them to have a fantastic weekend, and punctuated no, by a stripper. No, okay. no, no doubt they were having a fantastic weekend yep. until the accident occurred. Okay, um, hijinks, hijinks, just just hijinks, and bubbles of trouble. You, <laughs> You never get the full story, but the um, at the beginning of the judgment, it's clean, clear that the business has changed hands, and it may be that the new owner of the business is agitating for the claim to be contested rather than the former owner of the business that actually set up the party. But um, this, this is where we sort of come back to if... For the former owner of the business, she wanted to have this magnificent party where all the staff had a great time, and it's a work event. You've got the insurance there to cover the work event, and so the insurance has operated the way it was meant to operate. We've got the new owner who's come in who's got a different frame of mind and the the statutory insurer has a different frame of mind where they say, no, that's gone too far. This party um, has gone beyond what you would expect for a 
a sensible Christmas work party. Uh, so it's a, it's, a, it's a fascinating case in that respect. Um, lots of legal tests for uh, how you can make a workers' compensation claim, mm. in this case in South Australia. And interestingly, the this case is dealt with as a as part of a it's a it's a work activity work activity that's occurred in addition to work. It's not like the last case we talked about where it was a journey away where a staff member was required to stay away from work. Precisely, this is what happened. The floor was quite wet as I was standing in a puddle. As I brought my leg over, I slipped with my left leg midair. As I fell and hit the ground, I immediately felt pain in my right hip. I guess my question to you, Alan, is how's that related to uh, hair and beauty? You're dealing with a Christmas event. How's that related to work? Well, that was that was the argument for the statutory insurer was that it was completely unrelated to work and that, in fact, they'd gone too far. But, but some of the evidence was first owner of the business had come into the room, seen this activity going on and had laughed about it and then left. Now, she did come back 10 minutes later and say, that's enough, you better um, wrap this up. And that's, in fact, what they were doing. In fact, that's what she's doing, getting she's, out of the tub and wrapping, wrapping it, it up. And yeah. yeah. And then soap she was, was slime. So it says here, the soapy water, and it was slimy, and I hit the ground, and it felt slimy. So it's almost, this. these are the conditions now for the workers, and this, and this is dangerous conditions. And this is work from anywhere, again, another case of work from anywhere. Right? So now is this a safe environment that you've provided for the workplace? Work just happens to be at a party house with a spa in this moment, right? This is, they're, they're, they're contesting this. I mean, it's still considered right. work. It's work from anywhere. Yeah, party house, and spa. So, you know, keeping in mind that this was, a lot of this was caught on camera, at least one of the staff members, was out on the tiles, sliding around on the slippery tiles. For fun? For, well, oh, I, I, gather, I gather okay. the way that it's Hang on, you talk about fun. planking. Was she like planking or? Uh, or something slip- like that, yes, 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 on the on the slippery tiles. So there would have been a lot of soap on the floor. Are your Christmas parties like that, Alan? <sighs> no, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I am very conservative. So actually, if we talk about that other end of the spectrum where you want it to be really conservative, if you're running a Christmas event, it does make good sense to have a shut-off time. So you might say your Christmas ah. event ends at 9 o'clock and if staff want to go on drinking for the rest of the evening, then it's no longer part of the work event. And no longer paid by no work. Longer paid so at some point that work. has to be... Yeah. Right, those boundaries have to be set. can't have sensible, sorry, I beg your pardon, rewind. If we can't have crazy, shimmying, slimy water, soapy water parties, can we have any parties? I think we can, and it's up to employers to decide how far they want the party to go. I mean, your first decision is going to be, are you going to have alcohol or no alcohol? And if you're going to have alcohol, how much alcohol are you going to have? And you need to have a very clear undeniable boundary of when the party finishes. All right, so I've got the song Pink in my mind right now, let's get this party started. You're saying we also need to say let's close the party doors. Yes, yes. But if you want to get the party started and you want to have a party that goes all night, then you have to accept that there could be workers' compensation claims. And if there's a workers' compensation claim, it might push your premiums up. In fact, it's likely to push your premiums up. 
Speaking of songs, I can't get that male stripper song. It wasn't a male stripper at a go-go bar, but that has nothing to do with this case because the, there was no material causal connection with the stripper and the spa. But when you mention the stripper, imagine what his insurance premiums are like because he's constantly going into environments where he could slip and fall. <laughs> slip and fall. And then he wouldn't, if, he, if he had a jigger back, he wouldn't be able to work. Actually, you're right. The, 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 because third parties, and, and these are various rights. So let's say the, um, let's, let's now go back to work health and safety and the idea of others in the workplace. Let's say the, um, the employees were adept because they've done these Christmas parties before. So you have a third party, a contractor, the stripper, yes. and he or she slips. Who's responsible. Yes. See? Yeah, and I think you're right about this, putting a, a stop. But so what's the answer? Well, he should wear personal protective equipment. Oh, yes. No, no. no yes. PPE, of course. True. Well, village people are still happy. Definitely still happy. So I'm thinking village people at the time, the construction work. Look, I was in a a hotel in in Las Vegas, and there was it was Halloween. There was it was Halloween, and in the elevator, in the lift, was the construction worker, literally with only a toolbox on, and I'm sitting here next to it, and older lady she's looking at me and giving me raised eyebrows and actually looks behind to see if he's got anything on underneath and he does is, not is, her face her eyelids uh, lit up is this the is this the, the, the band no, no, no this is right. just somebody dressed oh, as the constra- with only a tool belt on for his costume oh, okay. and work boots and work <laughs> sorry, sorry was that your client that was just Las Vegas. No, that was just <laughs> Las I just thought it was the band. We did play with them. We supported them at Twin Waters. My, my. <laughs> the mighty have fallen. But um, that's the thing. So, so can we have fun? And I guess that's the question. We've talked about bubbles of trouble. But um, the reality is uh, trouble is the, is the key word here. Um, you add bubbles. Um, you're going to potentially... Yeah, trouble, yeah, you've yeah. Got to, and how, it, much, how much fun is too fun, right? How, yeah. At what point are you inclusive for the diverse needs and the cultural beliefs and et cetera of the workforce? I think it, it's, a, it's about risk assessment. It's about the people who run the business sitting down and having a proper conversation about what are we going to do for our Christmas event? We need to be sensible about this. There's going to be alcohol involved. People could fall over and get hurt. Are we going to have a wild party or are we going to have a quiet party? And, you know, Alan, let me just challenge you because I talk about this in in work design often, trying to have an approach where you're designing for what you want, not for what you don't want. Right. So in healthcare systems, in in work systems, resilience engineering, you name it, you're trying to often focus on what you want to achieve. And when you focus only on what you don't want to achieve, you might become a little reductionist, right? Mm -hmm. So the hairdresser, back to the hairdresser, she wants to design for social fun. You're saying it also has to include a modicum of risk assessment with the big intent on the big picture, what do we want to achieve? And are we going about it in such a way that we are going to actually meet our objectives? And I think the time to, you know, if you're going to have a wild party, as was the intention here, the time to have a conversation about where's the line, where do we, where do, where do we stop this party, um, that, that clearly never happened. No, and it's funny because you might say one response immediately, as, as I heard you both speak, would be, well, we'll have one during the day. Well, this was during the day. Was, it was an all-night, all-day bender. But the other thing might be put a cap on the drink. So say, right, the bar tab's finished. We no longer. But I guess that then leads to this, though, Alan and Sarah, 
Let's say you, as a prudent, you've done your risk assessment, you have a $2,000 bar tab or whatever, um, probably wouldn't get you much these days, but anyway, two grand. And then you say, that's it. I'm no longer paying for this. You may do what you like, but the party has officially finished. Do you think that's enough? I think that's necessary. I think you have to do that. You can do that in a nice way. You don't have to do that in an unpleasant way. And you can say, when you reach your designated time, this marks the end of the party. Um, and then you have a little speech thanking people and, you know, wishing them well for the new year. So there's rituals. So there's a ritual. Social rituals. Says, this is the end. Mm. Um, because that's going to become all important if something goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's... So I guess they're getting that balance right, but gee whiz, what a, what a cracker of a, um, of a party. You know what I mean? I think, I think, you know, this, this um, we've got another case we want to talk about and it's kind of the same issue in terms of employers have to decide what's the environment that their employees are going to work in and what are the conditions that they're going to work in and, and have to make sure that they achieve that, that result. What was the end result in the hairdresser case? Did she was successful. Her claim was successful. Yeah. Her claim so her was hip was treated with healthcare services, etc. Yes. Right. Miss Sloan was the owner actively fostered the attendance and participation of the employees. She wanted all the employees to attend the function. She wanted all the employees to foster friendship and let their hair down. More importantly, she wanted them to enjoy themselves as this collective. Um, So very much work-related nexus. That relationship was tight. And the three women who utilised the spa, they all brought swimwear. So it's not as if you can't bring that onto the premises. Mm-hmm. This was, the court saw this, yeah, this was part of work. And not just endorsed by work, but it sounds like you would disappoint the business owner if you did not attend. Yes. So there's a little obligation at some point to participate. Yes. I, look, I would agree that, that your use of the word obligation, I mean, it's a happy obligation, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, like, yeah, the, the, the courts are clear about that in that it, it doesn't have to be an obligation. It just has to be... Um, you know, there's strong encouragement to, to go to the Christmas event. That person feeling, the, not yes. a legal definition of obligation. Oh, but, so that they had to the employees. let loose. Yeah, like, yeah. In, like a, 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 emotional a, obligation yeah, to yeah. have the, mm. to participate well that, that's and feel like you're yeah. contributing to that social milieu. Yes, yeah. 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 It's yes. almost like don't be a party pooper. Yeah. Hook in, jump in, drink the bubbles. <laughs> there's, well, they were. They were drinking straight Get out of the Get your bottom. gear off. But there's, That's um, what happened. Uh, but there were so pressure. many things that could have gone wrong. So we've got this one incident where a person slips getting out of the bathtub, yes. uh, getting out of the spa bath, but lots of other things. Yeah, could like, have the third party could have been injured. Uh, you know, others. So you could have dropped a bottle and could have been broken glass. And look, we're all aware sex could have happened and whether it was cons- considered to be consensual or not consensual or, and everything okay. thereafter that yes. manifests. And, right? that, and that leads like into... being pulled out of the wall. So, well, that's right. But other things, aggression violence, sexual assault, coercion. Right. Well, the alcohol fueling various behaviours which we know in the workplace wouldn't be tolerated. And a dissolution of boundaries. So I think in um, for those sexual issues, uh, it's important that everyone is respectful of each other. And in the Higgins case, you'll, of course, be aware that the employer hasn't been charged. Um so, yes, I think it's, it's good if there's a discussion before the party, before mm. the event, about everyone being respectful of each other. 
um, during the event. You you wouldn't want um, bullying to occur in the party event in any form or in any manner because then that's going to uh, give a blessing for further bad behaviour. And interesting that you raise that the employer has not been charged in that Higgins case because we understand from what's been shared in the media that the event in question occurred in a workplace. Yes, yes it did, yes. See these boundaries. Boundaries. And space Mm -hmm. and now place. This is really blurred lines, as if we go into another popular song. That's right. <laughs> um, these are really fuzzy areas, but you know what? It, when, when all the fuzziness, when all the, all the um, wears out, these become very serious legal issues. And it's interesting that the, the, these cases, these work cases, are testing the legal position outside of work. So these cases relate to activities not occurring in the office per se, or not even you know driving on your way to work where your car's your office. These are occurring in social settings. And we're gonna keep pushing these limits and testing this. This is gonna come up increasingly given this radical shift in the changing world of work. That's, that's exactly Absolutely. right. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've no doubt whether this would have been successful 10, I, I'm not sure, I'm not sure this case, when you look at it from a sociological perspective, whether this case 10 or 15, or definitely 20 years ago, they probably would have just hosed, hosted out with the rest of the bubbles. Do you agree or, or, do, or do you think if this was, let's yeah, say, I, last I century? Think that's, that's interesting. When you look at the case we spoke about last time, Mm. where the woman was injured while having sex in a motel room. There's no discussion in that case about whether or not the the sexual activity uh, was inappropriate conduct. In fact, you know, it's quite clear from the judgment that there's not, not even a hint that it was inappropriate conduct. And yet if you went back 20, 30 years, that, that yep. might have been. Um, something so that would come so up in the th- things are changing and you were right Sarah you're spot on this this dynamic it's changed like working it's redefining those traditional norms and norms as you say um, Alan and values it's it's redefining it so this case is spectacularly intriguing not because of the facts I mean the, the facts speak for themselves it's not every day you get a woozy of a case like this we hope you enjoyed that episode of why work You've been listening to Trage, Sarah and Alan. And if you'd like to know more about some of the things we've talked about today, please subscribe and we'd be more than happy to provide you with information, names of cases and other things that may interest you. Please be aware that none of the matters we've talked about today should be construed as legal advice or any other type of advice. We're just here to talk about all things related to work. See you next time.